When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome in episode 135, What's Right with Nick Wright. Today's going to be a fast show. I know I say that a lot. Today I actually mean it because today the NCAA tournament starts. So I figure people are already blocked out for about 12 hours of sports content today. So I'm going to be quick. We're going to be done well before the the games get going. Give you a nice little break if you're watching us live on YouTube before the games tip off a little afternoon. Also, I got to be totally transparent here. You don't know if you believe what you just said. No, I do believe what I just said. (laughs) I am really nervous about the uh, ratings for today's television show. For today's specific? Oh, because of the tournament? Because of the tournaments. We're we're going to be counter-programming the tournament. Now, tomorrow, luckily, the TV show is dark. We're off, I think, because of NASCAR or something. I'm not sure what, but whatever it is, we the we don't have to we're not on the air tomorrow today i do think there are people you know the problem is this even people such as myself who are not super into college basketball throughout the regular season are watching the tournament and so i was going to be like maybe nfl and nba no because even nfl and nba fans are going to be watched so we'll see maybe i'll be pleasantly surprised and we'll do a nice number today on television But the tournament has not started. This show has. It's episode 135. Let's get to what. Oh, by the way, kept the commitment. Third straight show. We're in the coordinating track suit. We'll see how how, uh, many of these we can keep going. I think I've worn this exact uh, outfit on the show two other times. Once when I interviewed Lil Wayne and one other time randomly. All right. First, what missed the cut? Matt Ryan has been released by the Indianapolis Colts. The Clippers team plane was struck by lightning, and that's not a euphemism for signing Russell Westbrook. It actually was struck by lightning, and Ezekiel Elliott cut needs to play center elsewhere. That does suck for Zeke. His final play as a cowboy was him getting powerbombed to the center of the earth on that play against the Niners. (laughs) All right, let's start the show, Demonze. All right, man. Aaron Aaron Rodgers pulled the old reverse card on Pat McAfee. Yeah. Saying that Rodgers said the Packers are the ones dragging their feet on the trade and not him. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's all right. Uh, Now there are rumblings that this trade may be drawn out even further as both teams believe they're the ones with the leverage. Yeah. The whole world now thinks Rodgers is a jet. So wouldn't it be really funny if this ended up falling through the cracks at this point? All right. So it's not going to fall through the cracks, but there is a legitimate question. 
about when this happens. So we can talk about that in a second. First, I want to talk about Rogers' actual interview. So Rogers clearly tried to make the case that the Packers, for lack of a better term, owe it to him to just move on. They, he said, I'm the longest tenured Packer ever. I'm arguably the greatest Packer in team history. Go ahead. They owe it to him, though. Like that they owe it to him to just, just take, let him go to take whatever the Jets are offering and move on after the huge contract he just requested the previous year. Exactly right. <laughs> so there was. At first, let me say this because I said it on TV. I believe Aaron Rodgers when he said he told them on Friday he wanted to be a Jet, and so I should apologize for criticizing him for dragging this out into free agency because it does not look like he did that. Free agency opened Monday, essentially. He told them Friday. I believe him on that. I do not believe him when he says when he went into the darkness, he was 90% retired, 10% coming back. That's not credible to me. (laughs) And Broussard made a really good point on TV, which was he claimed when he went into the darkness, He was 90% retired, 10% coming back a Packer, only wanted to play for the Packers, came out of the darkness, found out the Packers didn't want him. Well, if that's the case, then you just retire. If you were leaning 90% retirement or just play with the Packers, you then find out the Packers don't want you. It doesn't make a lot of sense that you're like, okay, now I'll just go play for the Jets. So I don't believe him on that. I the he can be upset if he wants. It's $60 million guaranteed to him. Sorry about that. If it's $60 million guaranteed to him, if he plays this year, I don't think he was ever retiring. Go ahead. So you're, you're saying that you think there might be some false, like he went in there thinking that he was probably going to try to play for another team. I think he went in there thinking he was going to play. And this idea that he was blindsided that the Packers were ready to move on when December 26th, Mark Schlereth told me on TV, the Packers were ready to move on. There have been at the NFL combo, there have been rumblings for weeks. The Packers are ready to move on. It seems odd that Rodgers would be the last to know about something like that. That's first of all. Second of all, I don't think Rodgers has generated enough long term goodwill given how high maintenance he's been over the last few years where the Packers are just going to be like, all right, third round pick, let's move on. I don't think they're going to do that. It would be bad business. Even you could argue, even if he had generated that, that would be bad business. But I don't think he has generated that type of goodwill. That's second of all. Third of all, he was not totally honest in this interview on stuff we know about. So he went after Diana Roussini. So I want to read you Diana Russini's actual tweet, okay? So Diana Russini, two days ago, let me... Wish list. It, she, say that again, DeMond. The, the wish list that Aaron Rodgers requested. I find it crazy that people don't think that he did that. Like, say, Well, he admitted that he did that. Right. So here's what's interesting. So Diana Russini called it a wish list. Here is the exact tweet. Aaron Rodgers has provided the New York Jets with a wish list of free agents 
he would like them to target. It includes Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, Mercedes Lewis, and Odell Beckham Jr. He went on McAfee and debunked the idea that he demanded they sign these guys and then explained how he absolutely talked to them about guys he likes and gave his opinion. He confirmed, not she did not say, now if she had tweeted, Aaron Rodgers has told the Jets he will only accept a trade there if they sign X, Y, and Z. That's different. Right. That is not what she reported. But him talking And they about- have signed Lazard. He on McAfee spoke glowingly about Mercedes Lewis, who's 38 years old, Randall Cobb, who was the seventh oldest receiver in football last year that actually played, and Odell. So it he gets very upset about stuff without always having his facts exactly lined up. So there's all of that. Now there's the actual cat mechanics of this. And I apologize for all these bells and whistles going on this morning. There's all these cat mechanics going on about it, okay? The Packers are going to take a $40 million dead money hit by trading Aaron Rodgers. $40 million is going to go to Rodgers' cap if he's not on the team. Now, if they trade him after June 1st, they can spread that out over two years. $16 million this year, $24 million next year. Now, you know my belief. If you're not competing for a Super Bowl, take your medicine now. I think it would be smarter for them to take the full $40 million this year right. and have a clean cap next year. However, if they feel like we don't want the first year without Rodgers to be a totally down year, we want to be able to compete at the highest level possible, then in that circumstance, they might think we're better off waiting until after June 1st. Now, flip side to that is that would mean whatever compensation you get from the Jets is not this year's draft, it's next year's draft, right? So that. They have to weigh all of that. But right now, the Packers, they can wait as long as they want. They can wait theoretically into August if they want to. I don't think they will. And I don't know strategically if Rodgers played yesterday properly. I just don't. And so go ahead. Do you think this cements cements Rodgers as one of the biggest NFL divas in history? I mean, he's skyrocketing up the list. Yeah, I mean, I can, I mean, obviously, I haven't always followed football, but I can't really. The only guy that comes to mind when I think of divas is like Jalen Ramsey. Well, <laughs> let's stay with quarterbacks for a moment. A lot of wide receiver divas, corners. It's kind of part and parcel with the position. You don't. Quarterback. You don't remember Cam. You Cam a little bit maybe. Right. You don't remember the the Favre stuff. He's. Far retired, came back, retired, came back. Yeah, you, you're, but you know. far, and so there is, oh, and he's, and, and Rogers right, replaced right. Favre, like, and Rod Favre ended up going to the Jets, right? After. Like, there is, and Rogers sat for three years, and Love has sat for three years. There's a lot of history repeating itself here. The Rogers taken late in the first round, Love was taken late in the first round, Favre was upset with the pick, right? There's now four Jets fans. The biggest piece of optimism 
is actually a bit of an indictment on Rodgers. The biggest piece of optimism is that Rodgers can still be great when he's got a chip on his shoulder and motivated. And he just wasn't last year. So Rodgers won his back-to-back MVPs right after the Packers drafted Jordan Love and made it clear they were ready to move on. Then he was great. Then he signed his new contract and was not good. Now he does seem to be motivated again. However, if this if Rogers play declining last year was a lack was due to a lack of motivation, and now all of a sudden he's excellent, it's almost an indictment on him as an athlete. Right. They gave you the one of the greatest contracts in NFL history, and you're like, okay, now I can relax. That ain't great. That's really not great. <laughs> uh I don't think the Jets should do this, but they're too far down the road. They've signed Lazard. They hired Hackett. They're doing this. I don't think it will work out. And do you have another question you want to ask before I move on? But yeah, if the Packers draw this out too long, should the Jets extend Lamar and offer? They're not doing They're The Jets are pot committed now to the Rodgers thing. And I believe Rodgers is going to play there. But I don't, if this was going to, if this was going to be a relatively simple negotiation, it would be done. Mm -hmm. It is in both teams' best interest for it to be done. But it is more in the Jets' best interest for it to be done than the Packers. Right. Because Jordan's been with the team. He's on the team. How about Rodgers trying to leave Jordan Love assed out, though? What do you mean? Like, I mean, he wants Cobb to come. He wants Lazard to come. He's like, well, well, that's not... That that I don't blame him for. And by the way, Cobb, like, if the Jets yeah, I mean, don't Cobb sign, isn't if the Jets don't sign Cobb, Cobb's career's over. Right. Mercedes Lewis' career should be over. So that's where we're at. I don't, you know, I didn't think Rodgers made himself look great on McAfee yesterday. And it's a really weird turn he's taken over the last few years. I don't totally get it. There's some toxic internet brain part of it. And Let's not forget this piece. The entire Aaron Rodgers heel turn, if you will, started with the misleading the media about being vaccinated. Right. I'm immunized, whatever. Okay. His initial claim there was he was allergic to what? The Johnson and Johnson vaccine. He has since on McAfee talked a ton about Big Pharma being one of the most evil entities in the world. Cause of mayhem, destruction, pain, suffering. The New York Jets are owned by Woody Johnson. I understand Johnson is a common last name, but it is not a coincidence. Woody Johnson is the heir to the Johnson & Johnson pharmaceutical fortune. So after talking about the ills of Big Pharma, he now works for Big Pharma or is about to. It, that The irony there is unbelievable. Speaking of NFL owners, last names, and big companies, fun fact, Robert Kraft, mm-hmm. not Kraft yeah, Mac and Cheese. Good. Nope, just same name. Got his money differently. I always I thought for years he was a Mac and Cheese guy, not the Mac and Cheese guy, believe it or not. All right, next. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. This was supposed to be a fast show. How how long do we spend on there? We spent 12 minutes. All right. That was the major topic. Yeah. Opening monologues. Speaking of diva quarterbacks, you called it out on Tuesday that and Baker that that Baker Mayfield would play for the Bucks. He's obviously on the Bucks now. Uh in other words, Tampa Bay has upgraded from seven seven time Super Bowl champ Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. They still have pieces to work with, and we know how you feel about the Saints. So you like Tampa to win the division, right? Maybe. Maybe. Carolina's going to be starting a first overall pick quarterback. They're not going to win the division. Atlanta yeah. doesn't know what they're doing. They they now they could go sign Lamar and be awesome and be really good, but they don't seem to want to do that. I do. It, it wouldn't shock me if the Saints win nine games and win the division. I don't think the Saints are are you know locked into being a horrific team. I think they are locked into not competing for Super Bowls, but. Do what? Where did? Let me check real quick. This is I, I played a little trick on Wilds yesterday and kind of boxed him in on saying that Baker would be better than Brady. Uh, but here's the here's the point that I want to make here. Last year, the Tampa Bay Bucks ranked in the NFL in scoring, twenty fifth in scoring. The only teams to score fewer points than them were Pittsburgh. The Rams, maybe 26. The Titans, the Jets, Colts, Texans, Broncos. Do I think the Tampa Bay Bucks with Baker will average more points per game than they did with Tom? I do. Because that team's offensive line was in shambles in a way it won't be this year. They seem to be like Tom wouldn't take any hits. Tom was kind of checked out, it seems. So do I think they're going to be really good? No. Do I think the offense could be better? I do. Next. Told you we're going fast. Okay. All right. The Mavs are three and nine over their last 12. Hold on. You got to update it. They're four and nine now. Because four and they, nine. Over yeah, the yeah, last yeah. 13. Because they won in overtime last night against the Spurs. Yes. Yeah. They did beat the, yeah, they beat San Antonio. Yeah. But Jason Kidd can't coach and Kyrie is already, the Kyrie move is already looking like a failure. Um. Wow. Kyrie messing up another team that you're super invested in. Well, I wasn't super invested in the Nets except for the season tickets, but go ahead. Okay. Uh, How long until Luka comes on onto the pod to announce he wants out of Dallas? All right. What I tell you when they traded for Kyrie, this is the first domino in Luka leaving Dallas. I said that. Now, I didn't expect it instantly to go this poorly, but Kyrie's, you know, missing games. Luka's hurt. They could miss the playoffs. I don't think they'll miss the playoffs. And because Luka is such a brilliant postseason performer, second highest points per game in playoff history behind only Jordan, they're they're live once they get to the playoffs. But talk about a year from hell for a team that made the conference finals. They're in the midst of it. I can't defend my champion pick right now, the Dallas Mavs. I just can't. Let's move on. Told you we're going fast. Let's move on. I don't want to talk about this. Wow. Okay. Well, the Lakers have been on a tear without Le- without LeBron until they lost to the Rockets last night. Travis. Impoverished Rockets. Yeah. Uh, but you still think they're gonna you still think that they're gonna carry him to the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think they're gonna make the playoffs, yeah. All right, on TV you said LeBron will be extraordinary when he comes back from what appears to be a hyperbaric chamber. Yeah. We're gonna show a picture. Yeah, LeBron put that on Instagram. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then you said the Lakers are the most dangerous team in the West. Yeah. Uh, so my question is, 
Did you lose your mind? Did you go into some type of hyperbolic chamber yourself? Hyperbaric chamber? Hyperbaric? Oh, look at that. That's a cool picture. Um, that's one of the reasons to watch on YouTube. So here's the deal. Last night's loss is a disaster. Yeah. And that is the cost of being overly cautious with Anthony Davis. I just want everyone to understand this. Had they won last night, first of all, they'd be 500 for the first time. Uh, they would be 500 for the first time all season. Did the Pelicans win? The Pelicans they, they didn't, play didn't play last night. But the, but the Mavs did win. Right. And they're, so right now the Lakers are 34 and 36, which is the 10th seed. Had they won, they'd be tied for the 7th seed with Minnesota and Dallas, and they play Dallas tomorrow. The Warriors are 36 and 34, the 6th seed. So instead of being a game back of the Warriors, and they have the tiebreaker with the Warriors, they're two games back. And they lost to a Rockets team that is the worst team in the West. It's just a disaster for them. There's no way around it. And they don't lose if Anthony Davis plays. With that said, and here's the other thing that I'll say. They're like, oh, we want to be cautious with AD. The best thing you could give AD is a week off before the playoffs, which if you're not in the play-in, he gets. But if you are in the play-in, he's got to instantly play high-intensity do or die games. So there's it, it's just a bad, bad loss that they didn't have to have. With that said, I do think they're super dangerous. The way Anthony Davis is playing, LeBron, LeBron earlier this year missed two weeks. Over the next 30 games after he missed two weeks, he averaged 32, 8, and 6 on 52% shooting. Okay. Him having a month off before the playoffs. You could see a brilliant version of LeBron, and the West is wide open. Phoenix should be the most dangerous team, but let me tell you what Phoenix has to be worried about right now. Right now, Phoenix is 37 and 32 in the four seed. They're not catching Memphis or Sacramento. They're five losses behind, right? So the four is the best they can do. They're 37 and 32. The Clippers are 37 and 33 at the five seed. So the circumstance of Durant coming back right before the playoffs and then instantly being thrown into a series with the Clippers and Kawhi guarding him, that's a recipe for disaster. I mean, I guess it's not the playoffs, but uh, LeBron did it, so KD could do the same thing. Came back average 32, 8, and 6 or something. No, that's true. No, no, no. That's absolutely true. The difference was, LeBron wasn't coming back to a team he'd never played with. True. So I'm talking, you know what I mean? Like like three games or two, maybe? Three games with him. Like the lack of continuity, all of that. And so I think Durant will play really well. But that's that's a tough spot Phoenix is finding themselves in. That's why I said the Lakers are the most dangerous. Dallas is, I'm sorry. Well, Dallas is falling apart. Denver's lost four in a row. Memphis, now we do know Ja is coming back, but we'll see how that goes. Sacramento has no experience. The Clippers are scary, but Kawhi's a huge health concern, and Russ can screw anything up. The Warriors can't win on the road. Like Everything's lining up. Everything's lining Man, I told it's you, 50-1. Like to one. It's or, the same thing as the, the Buccaneers' path to the Super Bowl, Drew explaining. Except LeBron's not 
playing poorly like Brady was. Right. And Anthony Davis is playing great. So I still believe the Lakers are super dangerous, but last night's loss was an abomination. They could have been 500, giving themselves a little breathing room. They, so now they're in this spot. Like, let's just be very clear here. They're 34 and 36. They have 12 games left. To ensure they make the playoffs, they need to go seven and five. They go seven and five. They finish 41 and 41. That will ensure they're at least in the play-in, in my opinion. To ensure they don't have to be in the play-in, I think they have to go nine and three. So what their schedule is the rest of the way, they play the Mavs on Friday. Anthony Davis will play. Let's see what Luke and Kyrie's status is. The That's a must win. They play the Magic. That's a must win. They then play the Suns. No Durant. They then play the Thunder, the Bulls in back-to-back games, the, the Timberwolves uh, two weeks from Friday, which becomes a de facto playoff game potentially because the Timberwolves right now are one game up on them. And then they finish the year. They get the Rockets again, and then a very tough Final Four. Jazz, Clippers, Suns, Jazz. The the other question for them will be, are the Jazz at that point still trying to make the playoffs, or are the Jazz at that point trying to improve their draft position? That's going to be a noteworthy thing. So that's where the Lakers are at. I didn't go quite as fast as I promised. We'll go very fast in the next segment. and. I'm going to start the C block, little tease forward, not the B block, which is next. I'm going to start the C block with some personal business that has to do with one of the members of this show. It's next. What's right? Warmer, sunnier days are approaching, so fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Factor will help you meet your wellness goals just in time for summer, thanks to a vast menu of chef-crafted, never-frozen meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. These fresh meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Variety? They have that. Factor has 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Working on wellness goals? Factor has you covered with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. How do they taste? They're delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious, and delicious options. What about quality? Each Factor meal is restaurant quality with premium ingredients like filet mignon, blackened salmon, and shrimp. So start spending less time in the kitchen now because you don't have to shop, prep, cook, or clean up. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50 and use code nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code nickwright50 at factormeals.com slash nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Welcome back in episode 135, What's Right with Nick Wright. Demonze, let's get right to it. All right, so March Madness is starting in today, but gone are the days of Magic and Bird. 
Mm-hmm. Now players are going. Now players are going one and done or going to other leagues, and so many elite players are coming from overseas. Is this a poem, dude? Mm-hmm. Neither of the top two picks everyone's talking about are in college. Make this one right. What would it take for you to care about college basketball again, Ronnie James? Uh, I mean, I'll be intrigued to watch him. Yeah, but no question. Here's that. I as I college basketball is an undeniably inferior product to what it once was. There are many reasons for that. Market forces a lot of things. But it is hard to fix because you, you, and again, you did, you, you had guys go straight from high school to pros, but that actually to me was better for college basketball because then the best college basketball players you didn't think were just guaranteed to only be there one year. Guys that, you know, were, so you had more continuity amongst the teams and most guys stayed two or three years i don't know a fix i'm not going to advocate if you go to college you gotta stay for three years like baseball is or you're not eligible for the draft until three years after high school like football is but demanza you have no recollection of this some of these college teams used to be awesome because I remember they, watching college basketball at some point it, in my life. I understand, but but I mean, even I'm talking about the like the, around the time the you players. were born, and like the so you had teams that guys were good enough to go pro, but they just planned on staying at least two years, usually three. Leaving early was considered after three years, and so they had this continuity together. They played a like really smart high level basketball and that's just gone and so to me the pageantry still there the passion still there but just the level of play is not what it once was Our pain, and man. so but you're not going to be able to pay them enough as much as the nba, the NBA right and, they'd re- exactly. and so i don't again i'm not trying to bag on the sport i know a lot of people love it and march is unbelievable i get all that but I do think there are certain things where it's just like the golden era is past us. And I think that's happened with college basketball. And so the it is, I, I do care about it and I do watch it, but it's not appointment viewing for me until this time of the year. Now, the flip side is this. The NCAA tournament is the best postseason tournament there is. And you maybe you make up for the lack of interest over the first five months, four months of the year by how much intense interest there is at this point in the season. But barring a rule that I would rally against, which is guys have to stay a minimum of years, there is no going back. There's no turning back the clock on this, which is fine. Uh, I actually do wonder if letting guys go straight from high school to pro would improve college basketball because then guys who went to college maybe would only be going there if they wanted to be there. But I don't have a fix. I apologize for that. All right, next. All right, today's game, we are playing Freak Out or Chill Out. Yeah. Uh, Free Falling Contenders Edition. Yeah. All right, first off, we've got John Morant was hit with an eight-game suspension. Should be noted, though, it's retroactive. 
Meaning they it's not, it's not eight picks. more games. It counts the ones he's missed. So he missed, he's eligible to come back Monday. Right. But they don't think he's going to be back Monday. He's going to take some time to ramp up. Go ahead. Right. So he has two more games left. It's, yep. it's hard to imagine he just comes right back and everything's fine, especially with the other injuries Memphis is facing. Should the Grizzlies freak out or chill out? I think they should chill out. I think that, listen, they're going to be the two or the three seed. I don't know how much it matters. Right now, I'm not sure how much they, like, they care if they're the two or the three. They're not going to get to one. They're not going to fall to four. So they're going to stay in that part of the bracket. And it will matter if you're the two or the three, depending on who you play. But we have no idea who's going to be the six and seven. You know what I mean? Like, so there's no way to game it right now. Like, oh, we'd rather be the three because we'll play this team because you don't know who's going to be the six. You don't know who's going to be the seven. Yeah, so, I mean, freak out. I mean, chill out in a basketball standpoint. But what about, like, a go ahead, a John Morant standpoint? Listen, I think it's good he got treatment. For whatever he was dealing with, I think it's, I'm not comfortable speculating on what he was going through. I know there's a lot of rumors going around, but it would seem like it is not, you know, a quick fix. Right. But do I think he'll still be an awesome basketball player? Yeah. Do I think it's going to be an ongoing process for him to get right in whatever he was dealing with? Yes. I think this was his wake up call though. I hope so. I feel like he, I feel like I can see he's actively trying to get better. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, but I don't, again, I don't know what he's going through. Right. So I don't know how, like, what the full process is. But I think the Grizzlies, as soon as he comes back, now the injuries do matter, are a very dangerous team to come out of the West. They wouldn't be my pick, but they're a dangerous team. Next. What's going on with my Celtics, man? They've lost the last five of the five of their last nine. And Marcus Smart got into a fight with Trey Young on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, should the Celtics freak out or chill out? I'd freak out a bit. That because Marcus, Philly looks so good. Marcus Smart, I'm thinking The Philly looks so good. Yeah. And now the reason the Celtics should be concerned is the one seed was gonna it is gonna matter so much in the East, not because of home court, as much as because again, sorry to be a broken record on this. There are three teams in the East that could win the title. Milwaukee, Boston, and Philly. Uh The one seed only has to play one of them. The one seed in round two is going to get Cleveland. Meanwhile, Boston and Philly, assuming Milwaukee's the one, are going to play each other. And then Milwaukee gets the winner of that. And Boston was in such a good position to be the one seed. And then this swoon, now they're tied in the loss column with Philly. So they, I do think home court matters a bit in that if you fall to the three line, now Philly, you got to beat Philly and Milwaukee, and you got to go on the road to beat them both. But more importantly was you missed out on the one seed. So, and I'll say this, going into the year, it wouldn't have been my prediction, but the most optimistic people were like, Jason Tatum could be league MVP this year. We could go into a series with the best player on the court. But now against Philly, they'll have the best player. And against Milwaukee, they'll have the best player. You know what I mean? Like, Embiid's better than Tatum right now. He just is. Doesn't have a playoff resume. And we know Giannis is the best player in the world by a mile. Like, what Giannis has oh. done by a mile. <laughs> Here's a fun. Are the Bucks in the show? They're not. So let me talk about Giannis just here for a moment. This, this could be good for social. 
If the Bucs win the title this year, where do we put Giannis? Where do we update him on the 50 greatest players of the last 50 years? Just be the second one, right? Be a second one. So let's let's go through it from how I had it. LeBron, Kareem, Michael, Magic. That's to me like the, again, this last 50 years, we're going to leave Wilt Russell, Wes, Oscar out. That's your Mount Rushmore. Those guys, to catch any of them, is no one's going to catch them while they're, like, they're going to need to be near the end of their career. You know what I mean? So set them aside. You then have another bucket. That next bucket is Duncan, Kobe, Bird. Okay? Giannis can't catch those guys right now either. Could he eventually catch them? Maybe, but not this year. Now we have another bucket. The 8 through 10 bucket. Akeem, Shaq, Steph. Put a pin in that. And then the 11 through 14 bucket. Dr. J, Moses, Durant, Giannis. With the title this year, does he pass Durant? In my opinion, yes. We'll have the same number of rings. Let's assume the same number of finals MVPs, more regular season MVPs, a defensive player of the year, will have done will have done kind of the bizarro Durant in this regard. Durant, both of Durant's rings came with a team that was a championship-level team before he got there and after he left, right? Giannis doesn't have another Hall of Famer on his team. Doesn't have one. Middleton is a really nice player, and Drew's an underrated player. Yeah, Middleton anymore. I I agree with you. I think it is Drew, and maybe Drew. All if they win the title, maybe Drew does make the Hall of Fame. But he's not like a perennial All Star. I think he passed Durant. I think he passes Moses. I think he passes Dr. J. And then Steph, Shaq, Akeem. I don't think he passes Akeem. I don't think he yet passes Steph or Shaq, but he's on their heels, man. And that's what Giannis has to lose in front to gain. to gain in front of him with a title this year. And I believe they win last year if Middleton doesn't get hurt. Now they had a game six at home that to let me look up the exact numbers in that game. To Jason Tatum's credit, dropped like 44 or something. He like was that, unbelievable. It, it, it wasn't 50, but he went toe-to-toe with Giannis and beat him in a game six and seven. But that game six, Giannis had 44, 20, and six in that game. And Tatum had 46, nine, and four. Went toe-to-toe and beat him. And if the Bucks win that game, I believe they win the title. Because I don't think the Warriors had any answer for Giannis whatsoever. All right, next. Um, All right. So far, the Suns betting on KD's health has gone worse than you betting on the Jacks. Okay. But now there's a real chance they fall to the play-in. Should the Suns freak out or chill out? All right, I told there's no chance they fall to the play-in. I disagree with that analysis there. The Suns have 32 losses. The play-in is at 35 losses. I understand. It's like, oh, it's only three losses difference. And you're about to go to the, the, the remaining games. Well, it's the remaining games, and it's the fact that none of the play-in teams, it's yeah. not like we expect the Timberwolves all of a sudden to go 8-2. and two. Right. You know what I mean? Like, the those teams are around 500 for a reason. 
I, I would freak out though. I would freak out if I were the Suns because they are staring at a first round series against the Clippers. And I don't know that I trust the Clippers to be healthy for two months, but they can be healthy for the first two, two weeks. weeks of the playoffs. <laughs> Next. All right. The one seed, the one seed nuggets are a disaster. On a four-game losing streak, and Jokic is the MVP case is hanging on by a thread. Yeah. You're over there grinning. Mm-hmm. Mike Malone wondered aloud if the team has gotten soft. That, that Embiid bet is looking pretty good. Uh, should the Nuggets freak out or chill out? All right, let's talk about the Embiid bet for a minute because that's what I care about more right now. I'm trying to find it right now. Oh, you're trying to see the, the odds have changed? Oh, I, I know mean, they've, they've definitely changed. changed. I know they've changed. So, hold on. NBA MVP updated odds. As of this morning, let me see if we have it. And I, I, for some reason, I can't find it on Fox Bet right now, but it was texted to me this morning. Our friends at Fox Bet, for the first time, have Joel Embiid as the MVP favorite. I got him. He's minus 105. (laughs) I got him at plus 300 on Monday. Minus 105 for Joel Embiid to win the MVP. I got him at plus 300 on Monday. <laughs> what a bet by me. Hey, that was smart. And, uh, I knew the odds were going to change. I Embiid had another monster night last night. And yeah, the Nuggets should freak out. And the Nuggets should really... Re- Here's the problem for the Nuggets. Go ahead. Jordan. I just feel like this is so... Uh... I feel like the difference between for or Monday and today making that bet would be so drastically different if Jokic hadn't won MVP last year. I think if this was his second year and everything was going the oh. exact same way, for oh. some reason. Oh, like that's no, there's no, no, if Jokic, one of the reasons I bet Embiid was because he's finished second in back-to-back years. Right, and Jokic. And Jokic, not, the- not, like, there was enough momentum against, Jokic was going to have to be overwhelming. In order to win it a third straight year. If Jokic had never won it, he'd still probably be the favorite. Right. But now all of a sudden, the Sixers have a better record than Denver. Milwaukee's got a better record than Denver. Boston's got a better record than Denver. So they don't have the best record in basketball. They've lost four in a row. All these things. Uh, But here's why the Nuggets should really freak out. I believe the 6-7-8 in the West is going to be, in one order or another, Golden State, Dallas, and the Lakers. Who of those teams do the Nuggets want to face in round one? One of them is going to be the eight seed. Who do they want to play? You said Dallas, Lakers, or, and Golden, or State. Golden State. Yeah, I, I go with the Lakers. Oh, really? I don't <laughs> think. I don't think so. I think Anthony Davis and LeBron can torture Jokic. I don't. I don't think they want to play them at all. All right, next. Uh, all right, we already know your stance that the Warriors absolutely need to freak out. Yeah. But come on now. Steph drops 50, and you still lose. Yeah. That's now nine straight losses on the road. Should the Warriors freak out or massively? They got to freak out. out, man. I got to tell I, How many times do I got to say this? Steph scored 50 points, yeah, and you lost in a critical game. Did Draymond do a podcast the day before? I don't know, but Draymond uh, did get a 16th tech, which means he's now suspended the next game at Atlanta. I just feel like you can't be this much of a – how can you even, like, claim yourself to be a vet still out here getting technicals? It's like I, it, too it's, old for that, man. Well, <laughs> I don't mind technicals. I do mind suspensions. 
Right. When your team is in, you know, got to get every game. Now he says he thinks the suspension's getting rescinded. I I disagree with that. Uh, All right. I'm not even going to do the Patriots one. I said we're going to go fast. We didn't go fast at all. A little personal business to address. And then your questions next in the final block of the show. Very quick break. One minute break. Right back to you guys. What's right? What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. All right. Welcome back in episode 135. What's right with Nick Wright? We'll get to your per- your questions in a moment. First, a note. And Demonte probably anticipated that I was going to bring this up at some point. So, shortly before Tuesday's show, I said I was trying to, you know, coach Demonte up. And I said to him, I was like, make sure I was like, good, high energy. And Demonze very confidently was like, you know, that's starting to get patronizing. I think I have good energy all the time. And as I know he noticed, I got briefly, but violently angry, <laughs> just stewing in fury that A, he he responded like that, but that B, that he didn't recognize that, well, okay, maybe you think you have great energy all the time, <laughs> but the fact that I say it before every single show might mean that I think you should up it at times. And so I just sat there. I was like, whatever, man, this, this guy, I was really mad. I was really upset. Patronize me so, even more saying, yeah, you're the, a pro. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Demonze, after I said, after he could tell I was angry, uh, and he was like, what, did my response bother you? I was like, no, you're a pro. Whatever, man. You you, you do it. Um, and so I was real. I was just been kind of sitting in that for a couple of days. Like, now I want to dress. Whatever. So yesterday, I'm on the phone with an executive. We'll call it that. Whether they have to do with Fox or the podcast, doesn't matter. I'm on the phone with an executive. And the next few months of the podcast come up. And about how Demonze's getting ready to move to California. He's going to be off the show for a bit. You know, his mom, his sister are going to fill in for him. And this executive tells me they were talking to an even higher up executive. 
And that person's only note was, all right, that all sounds good, but let's make sure we have a hard and fast plan to get Demonze back on the show. I really like seeing him on the show. <laughs> and I got so angry. I was like, I was thinking about firing him for insubordination. <laughs> and now my boss's boss's boss is like, all right, all that sounds good, whatever Nick's plan is. But let's just make sure we know when Demonze's coming back on the show. I was so mad about it. So good job, whatever. I guess your energy's effing perfect. Like, whatever, man. I, Thanks, you're, man. You're impressing people, I guess. It's really <laughs> unbelievable. All right, now to the listener questions. Go ahead. Uh, Caleb Gwynn. I'm going to say this like Nick. If you think I'm watching the NCAA tournament over first things first, you were flatly, demonstrably wrong. Okay. Oh, thank you so much, Caleb. I appreciate that. Uh, that that's very kind of you. I'm. You know what? More people should say that. All right. Next, <laughs> Demetrio Spence asks, "Yo, Nick, how do you feel about Veach letting all these guys go? I'm a little concerned. Still, I'm. I'm a little concerned. Still trust the committee. Just a little concerned. All right. Listen, the Chiefs got Juju Smith-Schuster for one year, three point eight million dollars. Now. He ended up making like $8 because he reached all of his incentives and they won the Super Bowl and all that stuff. But they got the, the contract he signed was one year less than $4 million. The Patriots just gave him three years, $33 million. Good for Juju. He's earned it. Yeah. But I'm okay with them not paying right. that much money for Juju. Right. I'm okay with that. <clears throat> Orlando Brown, I like Orlando a lot. The Chiefs offered him Six years, 130 a year ago. Now, a lot of that's funny money. And he turned it down. And he just signed for four years, 64 with Cincinnati yesterday. The Chiefs tried to re-sign him. I have a personal relationship with Orlando Brown. He helped the Chiefs win a Super Bowl. He, great Chief. I wish him luck in Cincinnati. That's a business. Do the, I'm not, I, I think the Chiefs, the Chiefs need one more tackle. Are they going to get that because Andrew Wiley is gone as well, Orlando Brown's gone, and they signed Jawan Taylor? Are they going to draft the tackle? Are they going to try to trade for a tackle? Are they going to sign a tackle? Or are they going to move Jawan Taylor, who they just signed to the left side, and then sign Lucas Niang? Or, I'm sorry, uh, have Lucas Niang play right tackle? What's up? What about the right receiver situation? I'm going to get to that. In oh, okay. I'm going to get to that in a moment. The... So, but the, they have an obvious need at tackle unless they believe Lucas Niang can play it. But I think the Chiefs front office has unequivocally earned the benefit of the doubt. Now, the wide receiver situation. Let's talk about it. So, Marquez Valdez Scantling is still under contract. He's a fine number three. They spent a second round pick on Sky Moore. He didn't do much last year. And then he had an awesome AFC Championship game and Super Bowl. AFC Championship. Now, they weren't, it wasn't a ton of plays, right. it was the punt return. And then the touchdown, his first touchdown of the season came in the Super Bowl. You hope that leads to a good offseason. Kadarius Tony is their number one. Right. And Kadarius Tony is under contract. And when he's healthy, which has been his big bugaboo, he's excellent. Really excellent. I also think there is a chance that they go for Odell. I know they are considering Odell. But I think there's a chance they trade for DeAndre Hopkins. He's available. He is yet to be traded for. 
I so I don't think they are going to go into the season with this being the wide receiver core. Yeah, and then that thing that you talked about how like uh <clears throat> Mahomes winning the second Super Bowl in the last four years and how teams want to go like when guys are on their way out or if they're really hungry for a Super Bowl, correct, gravitate towards Mahomes. Correct. And so yeah. now that to me is less that mindset doesn't help you that much with wide receivers, in my opinion, because wide receivers are a young man's game. Right. That helps you more with, like, situational pass rusher. You know what I mean? Right. Like, those types of spots. Uh, but in general, I think they'll be able to get some bargains. All right, next. Uh, Truth Bearer says, Giannis had too many bad years to start his career to become top 10 all time. Okay, I, I flatly Oof. disagree with that. So, keep in mind, Giannis came into the league at 19, okay? By 22, he's an all-star, averaging 23 a game. The From age 23 on, this is now, so that's five seasons, including this one. He is averaging 29, 12, and 6 on 55%. His even with the slow start to his career, his career averages are 23, 10, and 5 and going up. You then add to it that Giannis, despite the slow start to his career, is already a four-time, about to be five-time first team all NBA, two-time second team all NBA, and has won two league MVPs and a defensive player of the year could win another MVP this year. I disagree. Like the um, bird didn't come into the league till he was 23. Giannis was a MVP candidate by then. He just, so his career averages are going to be depressed a bit by the fact that his first year in the league, he averaged seven points a game, but he's going to have plenty of time. He's only 20. Is he? I don't know if he's turned 29 yet. He's 20. Let me see. He's uh. Yeah, he's 28 years old. Doesn't turn 29 until next season. All right, next. Uh, Chico42 asks, is this the first time we've seen Nick without wearing Jordans on the show? No, I've worn LeBron's on the show. Yeah. I've worn uh, this brand of tennis shoes a few times on the show. Air Forces. I've worn Air Forces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not true. All right, next. Mr. GKV, DeMonte is going to co-host The Herd. Remember where you heard it first. Okay. That's a bridge too far for me. Yeah, don't do that to me, man. Don't <laughs> you don't think three hours there like in that. front of the microphone uh, on the herd? Uh, I think McIntyre's got it. He does. He's got McIntyre does have it. He did a good job co-hosting uh, or hosting uh, the other day. All right. When that guy wants to take a vacation. In, okay. All right. Let's pump the brakes. <laughs> All right. Uh, first things first in three and a half hours. Enjoy the NCAA tournament. Good show today. Talk to you guys later. What's right?